All right, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Big shout out to all the listeners. You guys are the best. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Also, uh, don't forget the Patreon, everyone. Got a lot of content up on the Patreon. That's simply patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. All right, everyone. Got a really fun one in store for you today. Uh, returning guest, always popular when he's on. People love to hear him. Dude just released an album called Jokes, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Pretty sure I got that right. I, I'm probably we're gonna talk a lot about that. Also, a bunch of other fun shit. Uh, return to the podcast. Without further ado, let's get right into it, everyone. The one, the only Joey Via Gomez. What up, Joey? What's up, Joey? You're a dude. Joey too, dude. What up, man? It's a great name. Did I get the album title right? Yeah, jokes, drugs, rock and roll. Quick. Just... I, I love that title. That's a great title. I, jokes, I mean, I, drugs, I, rock and roll. I messed it up a bunch of times too, dude. But I messed <laughs> it up yesterday on my own podcast. Yeah, you just launched a podcast. Got some fun stuff to talk to you about, but I gotta, I gotta tell everyone some sad news, in in my world, and your world as well. Uh, this this was announced today that a great establishment is closing its last Illinois restaurant, and that is Old Country Buffet. No more Old Country Buffet in I'm the Chicago land area. I'm glad. What? Get them out, dude! I love Old Country Buffet. Have you been to the ones in my in on my side of the city? I think way back when my dad used to work for the park district on the south side, I went to one of those. But uh, dude, by the way, they're the same everywhere. They're the same yeah, yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. Pretty, I mean, I've seen motherfuckers stick their whole hand. Okay, I haven't seen that. That's I mean, not. I've seen. See, seen I don't know. Stuff. I just I loved the cinnamon rolls. I would get cinnamon rolls, mashed potatoes and gravy, and then like two or three other things. I would always get the same four things. Maybe some corn. I would make my own little KFC bread bowls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I would mix it. I'd get like some baked fish and then some fried fish, a piece of fried chicken. Yeah. But it, what's funny is that you've heard of Fort City Mall, right? Yes. That's the one that we had to go to. Okay, yeah. I so can see that one being pretty bad. There's been fights. I mean, we've macaroni thrown across the room, you know. Just, it's wild, man. That's why, like, as an adult, don't get me wrong, it was a fun place. I took my kids there plenty of times when they were smaller. But then, like, as they were getting older, they'd be like, you know what, Bobby? This is kind of disgusting. You know what I mean? And then you realize, you know, my older daughter's like, I don't think they vacuumed that floor since the last time I was here when I was seven. <laughs> I'm 13 now. You know, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I mean, yes. Everyone, I'm pretty sure every buffet-style restaurant is people question the hygiene of the place. It's just simple, cheap food. And they give you those old plastic cups for the refill yeah, yeah, yeah. of a, your pop and your soda or whatever people it, call it. It looks like it looks like church glass. Yes. Like it is made of plastic. <laughs> dude, the ice cream was always good. I would go to town on the swirl ice cream it comes yeah, I mean, and comes like even the mashed potatoes and gravy were awesome, bro. Like everything was pretty good, dude. You know what I mean? They had some good staples. But you're right, it's a little kid place that grown-ups who don't have a lot of money usually see a lot of there's always some sad guy who's probably been divorced twice in his fifties by himself there. Cause he yep, can just or, load up on food or, or the, you know, shit, the Mexican family that got five kids. And cause my parents would do that. You know what I mean? We'd go and be like, look, I'm going to pay for two plates. Just shut your mouth. All right. And we're going to steal some forks and some knives when we leave. So everybody get ready to steal stuff. But yeah, we'd go to, we'd go to those restaurants and just, I mean, I mean, especially like in the late nineties with 20 bucks, you'll feed the whole family. dude. Oh, hell yeah. See, and my, you know, my parents were divorced, so I think my dad took us there a lot um, before he remarried, and our, our lives changed up a tick a little bit, you know? It's a little different when it's just, because uh, my parents divorced when I was like five, and I, me and my sister lived with my dad for a good three or four years, 
And then when he met my stepmom and got married there, and then the family grew, I had a little brother and sister as well. And there's a big age gap. And it's funny that you oh. mentioned kids because my little brother would pick that restaurant anytime it was my brother Sean's pick. He would pick <laughs> Old Country Buffet. And then he got a little older, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm starting to spot some uncleanliness here too. But I remember my older sister, some stuck up piece of shit she knew back in the day, said to her once, uh, Old Country Buffet um, isn't for white people. And it's like, talk about but, racist. That's like a racist thing to say. Why would Buffets you say that? are for everybody. Because would, I think that whoever that was, who was real shitty, you know how fucking 13-year-olds could be, probably <laughs> went there once and realized like, oh, there's not a lot of you know white people in the minority here. There's a lot of black and Mexican families with a lot of kids here. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. They probably thought, okay, a lot of see, people who are way darker than me. That's the thing, though. But that's the thing, Joe, like me being Mexican coming from where I come from and like having trouble making friends. And even like my dad was a goofy dude when we would go out. We would try to drive out to the burbs. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember the the Ponderosa steakhouses? Remember those? Oh, yeah. Ponderosa. Yeah. So we would drive out to the suburbs, eat at a fancy Ponderosa. And I'm pretty sure the white people would look like, oh, look at this Mexican family. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. It, it goes both ways. We go to old country buffet. We're like, oh, look, there's a white family in here. Yeah, they're struggling yeah, just like us. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it brings people together. Yeah, yeah. So well, it, it makes you realize everybody's just fucking same. You know? Hell yeah. Well, everyone listening, if there's an old country buffet or a buffet style restaurant like that, I think it's called like Home and Country in California or something like that. Enjoy them while they last because I don't see a good future for those type of places. I mean, it's a pretty much a COVID freaking like yeah it's probably going to be infested within a week if you open one of those right now yo yeah that place probably caused a lot of flu outbreaks and who knows maybe stds who knows what was going on <laughs> everything and, salmonella stds you're getting everything coming out of there man oh salmonella is gross to even think about but that's true it could be it um a lot of fun stuff to talk to you about joey you got a new album out you got uh, a brand new podcast you're launching so a lot of fun stuff going on but i feel like you're a perfect guest the timing of this worked out great you made your television debut earlier this year uh, the end of January of 2020, and it was on Bill Burr's Presents The Ringers, which was on Comedy Central. And Bill Burr is now all over the place. Everyone's talking all about Bill Burr. He's one of my favorite comedians, as I'm sure he's one of yours. Burr hosted Saturday Night Live this past Saturday, just a few days ago, and a lot of controversy has risen about his monologue in which he took aim at white women in particular and it's been really entertaining. I've been staying off of Facebook for a while, but I got curious today. I got into I it today on. with somebody. Well, I, I stayed out of it. Somebody attacking me, but I'm just, I'm leaving it alone. I'm not responding to it. <laughs> yeah, dude, some shit. You just need to get the hell out of there. I mean, if you get on Facebook later on, you'll see what I'm talking about. If you Well, now I'm curious. Because this is one of those days where I'm like, oh, it's still kind of well, fun to have a Facebook like this. account. I mean, you see, how, you see how a lot of people are talking about his set, right? Yes. Okay, it's been three days, so a lot of a lot of fucking people have posted their opinion, let out their anger, whatever. So, like, I'm friends with Bill, and I know I didn't really post my opinion and shit because people are gonna be like, "Well, that's his boy," to this, and you know how comedians are, whatever. So I yeah, and not only that, but what people don't know too, like Bill's been he's been working on those bits for a while, dude. Like when I hung out with him in September of 2019, he was already working on, "Hey, white women, quit, quit trying to hijack." The progressive movement. He was already working on that back fucking months ago. Like I heard him working yeah, on that. Yeah. So it wasn't really new or anything. But some what was what kind of sets me off is when comedians give their whole like, oh, this wasn't. I was expecting more. Like 
what were you expecting? You're a, a comic working the low. What did you want? What do you, what, why was, what was he supposed to say to satisfy you? You know what I mean? Like, just shut up. So I've seen more than 20, 30 posts by white women comedians who are maybe angry or don't like it or whatever. So one more set me off today and I didn't even say anything to me. I just said something and one comedian took it personally. Like, oh, you must be talking about me. And it's like, look, I'm talking about all of you. It's just not you. Just So, I mean, somebody, they're calling him a hack and saying it's unoriginal. And it's like, Jesus Christ, really? Like you've been doing the same set for eight, nine, 10 years? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, no, like, dude, you're right. I never you're give so my right. opinion on, on specials. I watch a special, whether I fucking like it or not, I keep it to myself. I have it in a discussion, like if me and you are sitting having a beer and we talk about someone special, but like to go on Facebook and blah, 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 put everybody on blast, like, shut up. Like, you're in the same profession. What if you make it? They're going to do that to you and you're not going to like it. Just shut up. Yeah, I 100% agree. There should be, what's that old expression? There needs to be honor amongst thieves. We're all in this same crazy industry together. Like um, they had Hannah Gadsby special yeah, a couple yeah, yeah, years exactly. ago. Everyone was talking about it. I still haven't watched it, but I looked at it like this. I go, that's probably not for me. For me, exactly. I, I'm probably not the target demo there. And I'm not going to go on Facebook and be like, that was some bullshit. I'm not, it's not my thing, whether I liked it or not. If I watched it, who cares, dude? I'm going to do my thing, bro. So it only bothers me when comics do it. You know what I mean? Like it really bothers me, dude. Yeah, regular people could say whatever they want because they're like a general audience. And look, I guess comedians can say what they want too, but there's something about it I don't really respect because, again, we're supposed to have an understanding amongst each other of how hard, how hard that was for Bill Burr to do. A SNL. Monologue. SNL, which is like a, a big, comic. big deal. He's a, he's a mostly a known for his stand-up. He's not some big movie star that's crossing over. No, he's a straight-up club comic. He'll pop into any club and drop 10 minutes of some shit. He's one of those guys. Yes, so what did is. you expect him to do on SNL? Exactly. I mean, yeah, there's been other stand-ups who have hosted like Chappelle and Chris Rock and Louis C.K. And they've said like, worse shit. They did. They've said <laughs> way worse, of course. Uh, I just think it's weird circumstances because normally when you do something big like that, I was living in L.A. before Amy Schumer was going to host the MTV Movie Awards or Music Video Awards, and everyone saw her everywhere the whole week. The whole week she was Probably. bumping comics because she was just working the, just the working same. shit out. Working the material, working the material. Bill Burr didn't get that opportunity. So even though you said it's a joke that he wrote six or maybe almost a year ago, it's still that repetition of doing it over and over and over again that he didn't get to do. And that's why he probably looked a little unposh because I loved it. I liked the set and, a and lot. I, but not only that, but he, he came up, he, had, he was working on that premise months ago before the quarantine and before everything popped off with all the Karen's Gone Wild videos everywhere. So now it's even more relevant and people are even more sensitive about that shit right now. So, of course he's going to do that because it's relevant right now, dude. You know what I mean? It's it's literally what's happening right now. So, yeah, and so many people misconstrued it. It was funny. It is interesting. That's where I was, you know, back to Facebook being hilarious. I saw some stuff on Twitter. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to, again, because I've been trying to only use Facebook. I'll go on there, make a post, and get the hell out of there. I don't hang out on Facebook the way, you know, we all once did. I went on there and it was entertaining because every black woman comic I know they loved it, loved it. Every white woman comic and not every, but vast majority hated vast majority. it. And I'm like, and, that's, and see, what, that's, the, that's what we thought. And, and here's the, here's the fucking funniest part of the whole thing, Joe, the, the comedian that's mad is a white woman, dude. And she's going off on like, she went off on like two comments, right? I didn't, 
But one's a long fucking paragraph comment, which I hate. So it's like you're going off angry about all of this. And that's what he was talking about. Like you're proving his point right now by unleashing your white your white woman anger on me. <laughs> so it was like, what the fuck, dude? Well, I don't know who you're talking about, but this You'll happens see. to I'll You'll probably see later. later. I I've seen enough to know what's the reaction. This happens on social media constantly. Someone will make up they'll voice their opinion about something popular. Right now, Bill Burr is very popular and it's a trending topic. So they'll, they'll say their opinion on it, which of course they have the right to do good on them. And then when people have backlash to it, because again, you're talking about something that's very popular. Now now you're attacking them. Now you're attacking them and then you take it way too personal, but it's like, what are you fucking new? This is how this works. You just insulted or made fun of or ripped apart a popular thing. And now people are going to be like, Hey, Here's why you're fucking wrong. That's just how that works with any topic. With anything. And, and, and the funny thing is, I, I never, like, I'm one of those, I never go, like, if you post something on Facebook that I don't like, I don't go on your comment section and, you know what? That's not fucking cool. Right. Maybe later I'll I'll post my opinion on the whole thing as a whole. You know what I mean? Like, Which so I like, that's write whatever and I'll post my opinion. I didn't comment on her post. I didn't comment on her shit, nothing. Then that was already the tenth post that I saw similar to that. So that's when I was like, comedians, da, 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 da. <laughs> right? And she took it like, you gotta be talking about me. Like she said that in the fucking comment section. Dude. Oh really? Yeah. Like I, mean, and then she's like, I saw I we were cool. Why don't you tag me next time? This is some high school shit. She even said, she even said, you're 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 uh, throwing shade like a fifteen year old little girl. Did you go to Lords or to De La Salle? And I'm just like, are you fucking serious? Like, you want me to roast your ass the way I used to roast fucking people? Like, I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to be cool. You know, even Mikey O was like, don't come. Don't reply. Oh, you I know, know who I, it is I, now. I Hold on. The Catholic you. school references. I know who it is now. Like, I will roast your ass right now. We could have a roast contest face to face. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm being cool about it, dude. Now, that's, <laughs> the, that's the better path to take. And you know what? That, whatever. She's angry and I'm not. So that's cool. Well, then you've won. The person who's not angry, I feel like, wins. But you'll see. It's like, really? You think I'm personally just attacking you? Like, you're part of the group that I'm talking about. I mean, I saw so many different people. So I that's right? why I, I know who it is now because the fact that, all right, listeners, a little backstory. The person commenting, did you go to this Catholic school or that Catholic school? That's a very Chicago thing. And now I know who it is off that context clue. But originally, I did not know because there were so many different posts that I saw today of white female comedians being like upset over Bill Burr's set or his monologue on SNL, which is funny because it's exactly what you expected. Um, You expected black women to be like, hell yeah. And white women to be like, what the fuck? But where I give Burr a lot of credit and everyone who knows I'm a big Burr fan is that he said, sit down next to us. (laughs) Meaning we, we were not great either. Like he didn't make it seem like, oh, it's white women's problem and it's their fucking fault. But he made it seem like, no, here's what you do. And maybe don't do that. Sit down next to us. And then people were giving him shit about the not knowing June was pride month. Um, I, maybe that some of that beginning of that joke, I didn't really get. You can tell he just didn't know how to start it. <laughs> yes. That no, dude, that's exactly it. He did not know how to start and get into that joke. But the concept, some of the reactions he was getting from the previous bits, he was kind of like. All right, here goes this one. <laughs> I think he kind of called an audible slightly, thinking maybe I got to rephrase this just to let them come inside. You know how it is, like because yeah. you know, 
I think a lot of people, we have jokes that the general audience would like, but if you just launch into it, they're going to be like, whoa, 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 what'd you just say? And then you got to hold their hand through it. And I think he kind of overdid that slightly, but again, mad respect to the guy. I have no critique, although I just did. Um, cause what I loved about that joke, the premise of that joke is brilliant. Meaning, wait a minute, gay pride month is June. But Black History is February. How the June fuck did that work Juneteenth out? Juneteenth is in June. Juneteenth is in June. Yeah. And then that, he that, even that... said he even said he's like, "There's gay black people. Why don't you just give them the whole month of June, and they can all fucking celebrate when the weather's nice? You know, they what can mean? party all summer. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. It's a great job. I don't understand. Knowing, why knowing that even within the black community, black gay people get a lot of shit from their own black people. Like, they yeah, that's that. a fact. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that happens in the Latino community. That's huge in with Latinos. So like that's part of the whole fucking joke that he's talking about give them the whole long month then black people even the gay black people can all celebrate together it when the when the weather's nice not fucking february when it's cloudy <laughs> yeah it's cold there's no parades in february yeah, yeah was, no it's, it's, it's like, a fucking genius topic and, premise. And see, and what, what, what the thing that bothers me about like i said bro we're all comics we all write what we do what we write we all have our premises you know what i mean we know who sucks especially amongst the commit the chicago comedy scene we know who's the assholes. We know who's the hacks. We know that. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, you know, part, you know, she's like, well, you know, I thought we were cool. Blah, 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 blah. And in my head, I'm thinking, all right, what if I make it on SNL one day and I do my monologue? You're going to sit in front of the TV and rip and fucking dissect my shit. You know what I mean? And, and I might say something small that you don't like. Are you going to go on Facebook? Oh, I was upset. that he, I was so disappointed. You're going to do that? So it's like, I, I don't know if they, I don't know if uh, she but, would because but to be, friendly, to be but. saying like, you know, so unoriginal and that she's not the only person I saw post that there's so many other comics. I said that were posting like very hacky oh ripping a white, ripping, ripping white women apart. So original. Like I was seeing that from everyone, not just from her. So she, no, yeah, again, I saw, I know who it is now. Um, and I don't consider her. And, hacky. And not, and you know really what, let's, comic, let's, but... let's be real. It's not the first time she started some shit on Facebook with someone. <laughs> if you want to fucking keep it real, oh yeah, you'll see the, who it is, dude. You'll the Russ Williamson thing. See, I know so, you're talking. I do know and, who you're and talking not just about. That, the whole improv thing, not booking women and all that. Like you've started shit on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe I, I, I tried, maybe I'll have her on to talk about this. Uh, why I'm uh, not went with you, but like why? Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'll be cool. I don't Facebook. care if we talk and discuss this, but don't come at me like I only attacked you. Like don't come at me with that shit. And then talking shit like in a talking shit way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, like that. Now you look like a Karen. You want to now? You look like a fucking Karen. It definitely sounds like she got street with you a little bit. Going, what are you, fifteen year old? Yeah, girl she got Southside with me. Forgetting I'm from the Southside too. Or high school. I know you. That's a whole lot of Southside energy going on right yeah, there. No, I think no, I, it, it was like when I see like, that much Southside energy, I step aside. I go, you know what? Let you guys fucking go head to head with that shit, <laughs> dude. Though it's, it is. Here's what I think it is, though. I think a lot of the people I saw trashing Burr, they throw in the caveat of, hey, I think he's great. But, and I go, did, do you think he's great? Because remember when Louis, you know, got, the, got revealed that Louis was jerking off in front of people and all that shit. And we're not going to stick up for that, obviously. But it was amazing to me how many people so quickly were like, I never thought he was funny anyway. And I'm like, bullshit. Uh, now that's really bullshit. exactly total bullshit. That's I think bullshit. these, there's one I think, thing. There's one thing to say, hi, I never thought he was funny. And then there's one thing to say, damn, you know, I'm pretty upset. I've been a fan for years or whatever. But yeah. for a comic to sit there and say, I never thought he was funny. Like, get out of here, dude. 
because I mean, everybody, whether you hate the guy or not for fucking jagging off for the women, he, he's got some funny, he's got some of the funniest bits ever. You know what I mean? Like definitely ever. Definitely. So it's either you just support the dude or not. There's no, well, you know, because you, yeah, like you said, dude, you, well, you were laughing hard as hell one day and now you hate everything you did. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It's self-righteous. I think they're trying to be like, look at me, look how pure I am. Look how good I am. It's virtue signaling, all that social justice warrior crap, whatever. I, even I hate feeding yeah, into and, that. And, and, but and, and seeing that's another thing that bothers me too, is where, I mean, not, this is not even her. This is her from what I'm seeing from other comics where, and these are comics that don't even really get, they don't do gigs, dude. I mean, they're open mic and I'm not saying that they're not comedians. They're not hustling, but they're not doing various fucking rooms across the country where you're getting half Trump supporters. You're getting half homophobes. You're getting, you know what I mean? You're getting all kinds of shit. They're not doing that. So they're not dealing with hecklers. So it's kind of like, dude, you don't know what the hell a 15, 20 year veteran's been through, bro. You know what I mean? Just like, shut up. Just go work on your shit instead of worrying about what Bill Burr's seven minutes on SNL. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and with the Louis thing, it's like you could come out and say, wow, what a piece of shit. But then to try to be like, I never thought he was far. like, you, you're really going to deny the talent. Exactly. You knew like you Bill were watching Cosby, Bill Cosby should be in jail the rest of his life. But his albums from back in the day are still great. Without swearing. He's like a fucking genius just for that. But yeah, you he's know, a piece of shit. Yeah, R. Kelly's a piece him. of shit, but Bump and Grind is still a good tune. <laughs> bump and Grind didn't personally the song, pee on the only, anyone. The only R. Kelly song I'll, I'll, I'll bump is uh, Step in the Name of Love. That's the that's only one that does too. not refer to anything with sex. Fuck it is weird bone. to listen to him. You're right. That's the only one because everything else he's talking to a little girl, dude. So that's oh, the God, only one. I didn't one. even realize that. That's the only one where you just got to dance. Remix to Ignition. Is he talking to a girl? And the one he's in a well, closet. I mean, listen hiding. to the lyrics. He's talking about something nasty. <laughs> yeah, fuck R. Kelly. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a bad dude. I'm just saying, though, like, you know, I I think you could say this person sucks and I'll no longer support them, but then to pretend like they were never good like is all is their weird. work was garbage. Yeah, like Kanye's clearly a musical genius. I think he's, you know, needs help. But that doesn't yeah, take away from something about that the other day because late registration I had it came up on my iTunes. Fucking one of the greatest albums ever, dude. Oh, dude, he's got so many classics. You know what I mean? And it's like, what happened to this guy? That's you know, that's like what happened to this guy. I'm disappointed in him. But for me to be like, yeah, fuck Kanye, I never bought any of you. I'm gonna burn all his albums and wrecking you. It's like like the anger. This is what what kills me. All right, as, especially for comedians. I mean, we have platforms. You make a video. Get on stage, talk about it. But don't, I'm not, I don't tag people. Why don't you tag me? I don't do that shit. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go purposely tag somebody to start shit with you. Yeah, because that is high school shit. That's exactly. literally high school shit. Tag yeah. me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so I, I, I think the people who are mad at Burr have never liked Burr. And I know, I know some female comics who think he's a misogynist and have said stuff about him in the past because he's made jokes. He, what, what makes him a great comic too is he will go to, subject matters that a lot of people are afraid to he was on conan like you know sitting on the couch doesn't do stand-up on conan anymore a couple years ago and he had this whole thing about how women are overrated he goes women are so overrated and it's just such a funny line to say like women are overrated which is a weird it's weird but it's hilarious and he goes dude you can't even make fun of them anymore and then he said, like, believe all women, I'll give you 87% or whatever. Eight, then all of them. I mean, that <laughs> shit's funny because you're questioning all these new social norms being pushed down um, society's like throat. And some of them should be like, you know, some of them should be pushed down our throat. I guess we need to hear them. So I'm not taking away from that. There's obviously horrible shit men have done to women. But I just love the fact that 
That's the challenge to take that subject matter and make it funny. Some people were saying, I saw one comment where they're like, he's got this platform. Why didn't he go after Trump? Cause that's fucking boring it's and it's been boring. done to death. That's hacky and easy. It's easy to make fun of the president that everyone hates. That most I, people I know what you're talking about. I saw that comment. <laughs> yeah. You saw that comment. I saw, I can't remember who it was Clark or something. Clark, maybe I can't remember, but in my head, I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? I think it that would have been the Tom easiest Clark. Tom Clark. That would have been the easiest. And I've heard good things about him. So nothing personal, no, but your comment dude. was I like stupid. Tom Clark. He's a, yeah. He's a cool good dude. dude. Dumb comment. You see, we could separate <laughs> the two. I'll, I'll love to have a beer with him and tell him, Hey man, I think that you think about it, dude, making fun of Trump is an easy thing to do nowadays. And it's kind of boring. There's really no challenge. In it. The challenge is to make fun of a topic that you're really, you're told you can't really make fun of and do it in a, in a cool way. Right. And, and do it in a way that didn't feel like punching down. Cause everyone and, always says, and, and still being himself doing it, not yes. changing for the fucking audience, except for not swearing, still being him, still being the bird. He was five, six years ago. With the delivery, yeah, he's changed as a person and as a man or whatever, but the way he delivered it, it was the Bill Burt delivery. Yes, it was. Which makes which makes it good. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. And don't we want to get to a place where eventually things get better in society so that we could all make fun of each other? Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're going to get I mean, back to doing that, dude. I hope so. And I mean, the way where you know it's coming from love, I'll give you an example. Have you done the club CGs in Bolingbrook yet? No, I haven't. All right, so I did it this past weekend. It was great. Thanks to everyone who came out to CGs. If you're listening now and you were in the audience over the weekend, you guys were awesome. It's a really good club uh, run by this guy, Glenn Martino. And um, and it was as full as it could be because, you know, social distancing had spread out. But the room's perfect for – it's one of those rooms that doesn't need to be packed to be awesome. And um, I was doing crowd work. There was only two shows, one show Friday, one show Saturday. And um, Friday show, no black people, right? And then Saturday, there was two black people. So I told them, I go, hey, this is great that you're here because there was no black people here yesterday. So 200% <laughs> more black people today. This is awesome. And the, they loved, they were laughing really hard. And then the whole crowd was. So it kind of made this fun like atmosphere of like, oh, we're all people. That's all that matters. Then fast forward to 20 minutes later, the one black guy is like interrupting a little bit and not like heckling, but trying to be funny himself. He was like, that's what she said. And trying to be that guy. And I go, you know what? Maybe it was better when there's one less black person here and the <laughs> crowd went fucking nuts. They loved it because they knew I wasn't being racist. No, you're because a racist I established. Joke. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm going to go tag you right now on Facebook. Oh, damn it. I'm racist. canceled. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Joey. But look, man, it was, it was great though, dude. He was, he gave me an applause break. Dude, that yeah, yeah fucking I mean, that's dying. fucking hilarious. You're like, you know yeah, what? We would have cut it down. <laughs> yeah, maybe one less black person next time. You know, it just made it where everyone was in the room, everyone was present. But imagine if they would have someone would have filmed that 15 seconds on their phone and put it up without context. I'd yep. be fucked. But everyone in the room liked it. Like it's not that Burr was doing it for that audience there, because I think a lot of that audience there didn't like him. But I'm saying there's got to be a context to a lot of this stuff. And and, and you could do jokes about anything. But you have to make it seem like, hey, I'm not coming from a bad place here. And I feel like Burr was saying, sit down next to us. And that was his way of being like, I, I know I'm guilty, but so are you. Okay. Yeah, but, at, but at the same time, when he brought up about how uh, white women have been standing by <laughs> these fucking evil white men shit. I mean, think about, I mean, all the, the all the presidents, the Was Washington, Jefferson. Oh, definitely. I mean, all their white, like they said, their wives saw them do some of the most atrocious shit they can do to human beings bro and they sat i mean not because okay you had to shut up at the time as a woman but at the same time if you're a progressive woman one of them would have stood up against something you know what i mean 
So kind of throw in that. I don't even think we need to go back that far. Just going back the last like 30, 40 years, you know, you got Emmett Till and all those other stories. You know, when you think about history, it's always been there. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like there. I mean, it's a topic that they people don't want to hear. But when you make it a little more, you know, bringing it that far back, like, look, think about it. It's it's you're part of the problem, too, by accepting this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, and I think a lot of what he was saying too was about how, hey, this was a movement started about police brutality and inst- institutional racism, and then all of a sudden, the, the, this wedge, not, not that what's going, what's happening to women isn't, I mean, the Me Too movement's big, it's like, don't sexually assault and rape women, obviously, but it did kind of go into this thing where, um, I remember before it was the Me Too movement, it was hashtag yes, all women, and that hashtag started after this dude, like, shot up um santa barbara college or something i think he killed like a couple oh, people for, a gir- for like his ex-girlfriend or something yeah right? he was like a psycho and he his whole thing was like i hate all women now because what my ex-girlfriend did and so women were like rallying going hey this guy was singling out women's and which i understood that but then i remember dude reading twitter and i saw tweets where it was like the most horrific shit i've ever read like my soul was like crying i'm like women were talking about just Dude, stuff I don't even want to repeat because it, it would make you want to cry. I mean, this is supposed to be a comedy podcast, but like they're talking about like sexual assaults they went through, rapes they went through, all this horrible shit. And that would be like eight tweets in a row. And then the ninth ninth tweet would be like, so this restaurant I worked at had this 85-year-old man who would call me sugar tits every day when I walked in. And it's like, I'm like, okay, that's really? not the fucking same. Exactly. That's what you're, you're trying to, and it's shit like that, that I feel like a lot of people have gotten annoyed like everybody about. Everybody wants to be a victim. Yes. Everybody has to, instead of saying, you know what, I pray for those people, or you know what, I hope they get through this shit. They turn it into, well, one time, you know what happened to me? And it, it, it's nothing compared to comparable to what the, the real story was. Ex- yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, this is not your time to be that victim. Like, did you ever see, did you ever see that? You know, Andrew Schultz, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> One of the funniest motherfuckers around. Yeah, he's There's great. a video clip where a, a woman has a fucking seizure in the crowd. Did you see that? You have um, to look. I'll, I'll send you the, the No, the I haven't. But that dude's a master at social media. He's really great at that stuff. Look, I know his YouTube's I, I, huge. I, just to sum it up real quick. Uh, before he goes up, I guess the host is going to bring him up. A woman has a, a seizure in the crowd. So, you know, she's shaking or whatever. And the, the, the host is trying to calm everyone down. And they take her out. So Andrew Schultz comes on stage and he's like, that woman had a seizure? He's like, holy fuck. He's like, I'm the whole time I thought she was really enjoying the show. He's like, I just see her over there. He thought he's like saying thought she thought she was laughing. That's hilarious. Yeah. So when it's he, somebody's like, that's not funny. It's a white woman says that, right? That's not funny. She could have done. He's like, what's not funny? He's like, a white woman. She's like, a woman had a she's like, somebody had a seizure at my show. That's fucking crazy. Wow. And then she's like, what did 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 did? And then he finally goes, wait a minute. A bitch almost died in my show, and you're making this about yourself? And then the whole crowd just like, ah. And this is, re- like, right before the pandemic started. So, you know, like the, the crowd went nuts, and he's just like, look at this shit. A woman almost died, and she now she's making it about her. And she she just had to shut up. She sat there through the whole show. Because, like, the end of his clip, he goes back there like, hey, you sat here like a champ. I fucking give it to you and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that good on her for that then. But you're right, dude. It's something about taking offense for other people like you're offended on behalf of someone else and man i've i've talked to black friends of mine and they fucking hate that shit 
They right. hate when like white people get offended for them. It's like, hey, we're grownups. We can handle this shit on our own. We don't need you doing that. And it happens in comedy club audiences a lot. I've talked about it on this podcast. I did a joke once about like um, how gay guys are basically like frat boys who like dick because yeah. they're they, they're super aggressive with how they hit on you. Like you ever walk down Halstead, they'd be like, "What's up, sexy?" Yelling out the window and stuff. And I and I I don't say that even as a negative. I just say that as in guys are guys. Like dudes are just fucking dudes. Yeah, whether, whether, they you, like, whether, whether they like pussy or dick, you're a dude. You know? or whatever, dig in. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I can't remember how the rest of the joke was, but anyway, I'm in the like the by the bar at Laugh Factory, and I just like left the the room, and she like followed me out there to the bar, and she goes, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" I go, "Sure." And I had a really good set, so I thought maybe like you know she's a fan or something, or she's gonna ask for a picture or whatever. She was like, "Uh, what do you do when someone um takes offense to one of your jokes?" And I was like, all right, which joke is it? And she's like, it's not me. It's not me. I've got, I'm sitting with two gay friends of mine. And um, one of them was really, did not like that one joke. And I go, oh, <laughs> what did the other gay guy think? And she's like, oh, he loved it. And I'm like, well, I'm batting 500 then. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. One gay guy Hell loved yeah. it. The other guy didn't. That happens. Comedy's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing people got to understand. That not sh shit isn't for you. Like, I again, I, I brought it up earlier. I didn't go on twitter talking about hannah gatsby's special because it's not for me and bill burr might not be for you if you're a white woman who's like hyper aware of social issues which that's your thing that's fine i'm not even saying that's a, a bad person to be but maybe a stand-up comedian like bill burr isn't for you one who looks to um take the shit like, take the piss out of what's going on in society and kind of like you know, I think his kind of style is like, what the fuck's going on here? And he takes like he observes social shit and he tries to put his own little angry spin on it. And that's his brand of comedy. And it's done very well for him. Obviously, he's hosting SNL. Exactly. And, and you know what? And I got I feel bad for you guys, too, Joe. Like, I mean, the white guy, the straight white male gets a lot of shit. You know what I mean? It's almost hacky making fun of us now because so many people do it. That's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, all right. So you're going to. And I can take it. A hack for talking about white women, but you're still attacking the straight white male to say, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like just fucking relax, dude. Like it's not impressive to me. All right, man, dude, you got a great um, idea for a podcast. It's you, you just put out episode number one, I believe today, or was it yesterday? Well, I'm recording the, I'm recording about six episodes and I'll put them out, but I did take the first That's one smart. yesterday. That's I'm getting smart. another like, like two at the end of this weekend. That's smart. So, man. Pe people like to binge. That's a good idea. Really good idea. All right. Well, tell us about the podcast. Where'd you get the idea from? And, all that good stuff. Um, well, I've, I've always wanted to do my own podcast. And I, I did the one with Abby for a while, The Legal Aliens, which they're still running. So check that out. But uh, I just, I've always wanted to do my own show, kind of. So during this pandemic. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't even say, what, what's it called again? It's, it's called, called Coming Up with Joey Villagomez. Coming Up. I wasn't sure if it was the Come Up or Coming Up. I like Coming Up better. Coming Up. Yeah, there's better, a lot. Better. Yeah, the Come Up. There's, there's a couple like hip hop. There's a podcast called The Come Up Show or something. I was Googling shit. So this is kind of like it could be a porn one called the come up, you know. I know, right? Spell, the UM. spell it different. <clears throat> Probably get some views, you know. <laughs> Coming on with Joey Villagomez. Like check it. it out. Uh, like during the during the pandemic, I, did you notice how there's just been a lot of Chicago murals going on in Chicago, like mural projects? Yeah, you know, I've seen like a huge few fucking projects. I've seen a few on like Instagram people like post the pictures of it but i haven't like seen them with my own eyes well the the, the city is basically giving a lot of art local artists permission and a lot That's of graffiti great. art like a group like legit street graffiti artists who are like legendary in chicago 
good. They're not using my dad's garage anymore. Perfect. Exactly. Right. I mean, honestly, these ain't even garage graffiti artists. These are the motherfuckers that climb silos and shit like that. You know what I mean? Talented people. They climb, they climb the fucking expressway. (laughs) You ever see one? Sometimes I'll see graffiti where it's like on the side of the highway or something where I'm like, how the fuck did they get up there? I know a guy right here, right here on near like Damon and like uh, 30 to get on I-55 ramp. Right. Okay, cool. There's a old, these old fucking, it looks like a nuclear plant. I mean, it's got to be fucking over 400 feet high, dude. These old silos, and there's, it's tagged up at the top. And I know two of the guys that, that are up there. My homie Worm, it's, I mean, this shit, it's up there, Worm, big. Oh, man, that's awesome. And he did that, he did that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, probably, and it's still up there, man. So you're like a legend if you get up there. Uh, but yeah, during, I mean, that's the risk, the, right? It's been, during the quarantine, especially after the George Floyd murders, when all this shit was going on with the riots and CPD fucking beating people up or whatever, I was just, you know, I injured my leg. So I've been sitting on my ass for a while all summer. So I was just active on social media, looking at a lot of my friends were out there with cameras. A lot of my guys were out there, guys that I grew up with knew from high school, graffiti artists doing these big projects, you know, for Black Lives Matter, you know, brown, black unity, all this other shit. So I'm watching this um, and three of my friends one of them, especially the guy I interviewed yesterday, his name is Mateo Zapata. So I'll send a link to his shit later on. He cool. just picked up his camera and hit all these fucking uh, protests for like a week, two weeks straight. One of his pictures made it on the Nasdaq billboard in Times Square. Oh wow! Yeah, and then he got a he got he made an appearance on uh, Good Morning America. Oh, that's great! You know, he's a he's a Colombian dude that grew up in Chicago. I've known him for years. He raps. He's a filmmaker. So I'm, I'm supposed to I'm go to Colombia. What's up? I tell you this, I was supposed to go to Colombia in April for a wedding, but the stupid COVID canceled it all. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. He's he's from Colombia. He was like born in, in Bogota, so I was gonna like go to he's, Cartagena. A, he's a hardcore. He's down for the you know, he, the essential workers and all that shit. So I, as I'm watching all this, I was like, yo, these people need to know who these people are because even like Bill Bill Burr was liking a lot of his work. Like I would repost a lot of his shit, and Bill Burr would like it. So he would be like, damn, that's dope. That Bill Burr liked my picture, whatever the fuck. So that's when I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do my my podcast about. It, of course, I'm going to have comedians on it. And I make it funny. I, you know, I talk all the shit I talk. But nice. it's more of a, I'm doing more of an interview talk show style. Like I have a set of questions already set. You know, I, I talk about what I talk about in the first five minutes. So yesterday, like we, we talked for a solid like hour and 10 minutes of just everything that's been going on in the last seven months. And it was like a dope conversation. So that's basically going to be the platform, man. I'm just going to have interesting people, dude. Like, but people that are like really out there doing some shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. That's a, they got a crazy story. This guy made a like he he did a commercial for Miller Lite like two years ago, or he filmed it at all. He wrote the storyboard, created the whole fucking thing. He beat out. It was for a Miller Lite challenge for a Spanish commercial. He beat out a AT and T commercial that had Jay Z appearing in it. His commercial beat that fucking thing out. They won like 10 G's and he won him and like his crew won a, an award. So he di- he's done like a bunch of crazy shit for like a local artist photographer. So it's just interesting shit, man. Like a lot of people were, every time I would post this stuff, people were like, oh, who is this cat? You know, he's dope. So I'm like, I, I know cool, a man. lot of people that do this. I know a lot of people that are doing shit like this. I so like that concept. Get, get word man, out, you know? man. Yeah, no, it's a good idea to get like, because everyone sees these murals, but no one knows the backstory for people who do them. So kind of like to get inside an artist's head, I think that's a really cool idea. So like, and obviously you're gonna have comedians on it and people from 
other walks of life. I, I like, I've been really into like watching those like videos on YouTube and stuff about like how these people like came from nothing into something and stuff like that. So I think that's a good concept, man. It's good shit. Uh, dude, let's talk about your album, man. Um, I know you were probably, you filmed this like what, almost a year ago, right? Almost three years ago. Damn dude. I knew it was a while ago and it sucks with everything going on with the quarantine and with, you know, COVID and comedy clubs being shut down over the last, like what, seven, eight months now, it feels like, um, I'm sure you were probably in this boat too. It's, I, I knew a few people who were like, I don't know if I want to release it while comedy clubs are closed because the whole idea is you release it, people like it, and then they could go see you at a comedy club. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah. many of them are closed. I mean, obviously there's some more and more opening all the time now, but overall, I mean, there's still good chunks of them that aren't back open. So I don't know if that delayed you or what was going on. No, no, honestly, man, what it, there was really no delay on, on that end there. The delay was more, it was, it was more me of, when I wanted to get it out, because after we taped it, it wasn't it wasn't one of these things where I'm like, you know what, I got a DVD. I got a DVD print. I'm going to sell it at shows and I'm going to let people download it. It wasn't even that. When we were when Mike Sanchez was done with it all, like he called me and he's like, look, dude, this thing is solid enough to get to send to a record label. He's like, so instead of putting it out the simple way, why don't I send it off to some record labels and let's sit on it and see what happens? Uh, okay. So we did that because I wasn't in no rush to get it out. It's a lot of the material that I've been doing for the last six, seven years. Like even yeah. a lot of jokes that I kind of got tired of doing. I got right? you. And your so, stuff isn't like time sensitive. It's not like you're talking about. No, there's stories. Yeah, I mean, there's the stories, only part family of the, stuff too. Yeah, it's family stuff. The only part of the album that's that's is because uh, Trump had just won the election. We were like a year in or two oh, okay, years gotcha. in. And I, I cracked a, like a joke or two about, about Hillary and Barack, but not about that time. It's just a joke about them. It's not really about that election or anything like that. So it still worked. Like I'm listening to him like, oh, that bit still fucking works. So, perfect. but it was all perfect timing because I got the Bill Burr thing last year in 2019, which the album was already, I already had everything done. The, the record label, we had, I already hired the uh, lawyer to do the contract. All of that was done. What, what was on my end was getting the artwork right, figuring out a name for the album. And then, you know, the record label sent me that shit and be like, name every track. And I was just like, you know, I, I was being lazy with it. I was working so much, doing all these fucking gigs. And I'm like, don't worry. I'm, let me. So I was thinking the same thing. I was like, let me do the Comedy Central thing first. Then I'll release it. Yeah. Not there knowing we got a little COVID momentum was going to fucking shut everything down. You know what I mean? I know, man. I, I released something during the middle of this shit, too. So but it's it worked. Like, what do it you do? It worked out, dude. And the only reason why it worked, because I stayed active on Facebook. And a lot of the people that were following me were because of the ringers, because of Comedy Central. So when the album came out, I I I sent Bill, I sent it to Bill Bird, dude. I'm like, hey, can you give me a blast? And he fucking posted it on his Instagram, yo. That's awesome. So man. I got a lot of followers. Yeah, he's I a good dude. A, I tagged him in a post today in a story. He reshared it. I got like 300 followers in fucking two hours, bro. Dude, that's fucking awesome. And, man. and like, I got a lot of yo. I'm listening to your album right now. So like I'm now I'm thinking of like I'm glad I waited, dude. I'm just glad I waited. Because when shit starts to open up, I got all these new fans that are ready in other cities, you know what I mean? That have listened. Yeah, My album is solid enough to get fans, so I'm not worried about that. Oh, dude, I'm sure, man. You always kill. I'm sure it was a great album. And 800 Pound Gorilla is one of the, is a label I hear great things they're, about. Oh, they're awesome. Like the way they handle everything. And you know, I gotta I gotta do a couple projects on my own for them. Like I have to do some voice lines for the Pandora advertisements. 
but they oh, pretty cool. much, I mean, they handle everything, dude. You work with them, everything's through email. I had James do the artwork for me. So, you know, it, now the it, artwork's good. James Webb, everybody. Of I, the you know, I wanted to comedy keep, network. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, people of comedy there. That's where my uh, podcast is going to be. I so follow them. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it all worked out, dude. Especially that, like you said, we're sitting quarantine bored. So I kind of, with everybody at home on the internet, the I got the anticipation going because they give you got to wait three months before they actually launch it. Like you know, they they'll tell you the release thing is going to be three months from that date that you agree. Oh yeah, so that totally. they can get all the marketing ready. And yeah, then they're definitely. releasing they're releasing like twenty other albums at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what a major label does. I've helped for the community you should know label with certain things, and yeah, you definitely need to get it. Like you need a couple months, three months, a couple months to really kind of get all your fucking ducks in a row. Yeah, because they look at everything, they listen to every joke to try to and, create. And they're working it. with comedians who aren't the easiest people to work with. And we're lazy, dude. If we're not, Kristen <laughs> Toomey, who I'll, I've I've given her shit before about this. I love her to death. Um, she with her album, which everyone should check out, it's called Motherfucker. Kristen Toomey's album. It's on everything you could listen to an album on. It came out. She announced it's coming out. I don't know. I think it was like October 10th. And I remember saying to her, I don't know if it's coming out October 10th. Why did you say it's coming out October 10th? And she's like, Oh, that's the date I decided. I'm like, You have to <laughs> let me know. You can't just pick a date. This shit like needs to go through channels and stuff like that. I gotta Yeah, gotta, like we we had to remaster the sound for for Pandora and Sirius. Yeah, I had to fix the sound you know on one mean? of her tracks. There was a volume issue on one of her tracks, and then there was another fucking thing. She I loved her, but she drove me nuts during that process because I told her, I go, listen, you need to push first day sales, obviously, because that's what really matters for a lot of this stuff. And you can't just pick a date. Like you got to let me know because if it doesn't come out that date, you're going to look like an idiot. And also I'm going to look like the idiot when it wasn't my fucking fault. And that's exactly, exactly what happened. And I remember people being like, oh, that's a bummer. People were like commenting on her posts. Like, well, you get on whoever screwed up. And I'm like her, her she fucking screwed up. Get on her. Cause I had all the shit done on my end, but she just picked a date that wasn't possible. She told me she wanted it on October 10th or whatever, seven days out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you got a week. So I emailed See, the company to be like, hey, can you help us out? We've been so good to you in the past. This is like our seventh album we've released through you guys. And it's, didn't matter. They're like, we can't do shit about that, you know? And and see, that's why that's why I'm I'm glad I listened to, to Mike, man, because you know, big fucking praise to Mike Sanchez with the for the idea, because I would have probably went through that. Like yeah, going you know, back Sanchez, and forth with um, Mike, what I wanted and this and that, and trying to get it out. And I didn't have to deal with it. We sent it out, we let the record let pick it. The hardest part for me was getting a lawyer and getting the fucking thousand dollars I needed for them to work the contract out right away. You know, that was the hardest part for me. As yeah, Mike Sanchez you know, like, is and that my material and all that shit. We had to work all that out. Yeah. Hey, everyone listening, Michael Sanchez did my first album, Pay Attention, in He created that little cartoon. He created that yeah, little dude, cartoon. Yeah, dude. No, he's great he's with that stuff. Awesome. I mean, I, I, got, I would like to work with him again sometime in the future. I've kind of, I've used someone different for each album. I had Michael Sanchez do the first one. Um, James Webb, and then I had Toby McMullen. Toby McMullen do this past one, um, and they all do good work. They all good. They all do great work, dude. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you feel the same. <laughs> no, no, I do. I do. Um, no, Sanchez does. No, the, the um, my first album. Everyone commented, complimented the sound. They go, "It sounds great. The sound is great," and stuff like that. And um, and all the albums, the people have liked the sound on. So I've been very fortunate that the three people I've picked were really good. I think I just took pick different people because here's all right. I'll just say this, Sanchez, if you're listening, he is so in demand that you have to go by his schedule. So I, when I use James, James now is that guy though. James oh, yeah, is now the Sanchez yeah, yeah. of the scene 
in Chicago where he's so on demand. You're like, you have to go by that schedule. So I kind of was like, I want this fucker out ASAP. And I knew working with Sanchez, it doesn't get out ASAP because he's so in demand. And it's like, Hey, when I get to you, I get to you, which you, you understand when you work with someone with those skills. So, yeah. um, and, and so, so I didn't mean even say that, but you gave me a look like, I don't know if you felt that way. I'm oh, like, no, 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 I it did. Was, it was but, more of the, cause I didn't know if you heard me yet or it was like a purpose pause. <laughs> That's why I was like, <laughs> Oh, it was a purpose. But well, you know what it was though. I also purposely paused because I, for a second thought I said Toby's name wrong. Oh, okay. It's, all right. It's Toby McMullen, but I have a friend that I, See, I, I thought you grew up with like, Tommy McMullen. And for a split second, I'm like, did I say Tommy or Toby? Shit. I, did I fuck that up? And I thought you paused. He's like, nah, not all three do great work. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, there we go. See, so you know what? Pause like, just made us fucking come off as assholes. <laughs> but but here's here's the thing too is like, I mean, you you perform a lot, right? Like yeah. When everything was open, I know you as being one of the motherfuckers. You're out there every fucking night almost. So I'm not out every night right now. I'm still pretty smart about it. I, I haven't left. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about like for the last two years before. Oh before, oh yeah, before uh, that. Fuck yeah yeah. yeah, yeah I thought like right I know now. you as one of these hardworking comics. Hell yeah. So when you get up that much, I mean, you're constantly working new bits through your head. I, I, you, you got the confidence and the balls to work new shit out whenever, you know, we're at that level already. Like when I got something new, I'll try it. I don't give a fuck. I'm not scared anymore, you know, but like I'm with the album. That's why I was not in a rush to get out like that. You know what I mean? I wasn't, it was not going to make me a a million fucking bucks. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was one of those things where like, all right, I'm going to let that sit. And while that's sitting and getting, per, you know, prepared to be released in a year or two or whatever, I'm just going to work, try to work or create a whole new hour. Like I can, I'm ready to record a brand new 45, 50 minutes of solid shit that I've been doing for the past year. Oh, I believe like, that. I'm ready for another album or a special or whatever. So yeah. I'm kind of glad that I didn't rush that out to make a quick book. Cause then it just would have been. It just would have been an album, one of my albums out there, not really, they wouldn't have mattered. Now it's making noise, you know what I mean? Because I built some shit in the last year and a half. So, it, no, it just, that's a good approach, man. Dope, Too many people try to rush shit or, or they go the other way where they put garbage out. <laughs> they put gar- well, they, cause they rushed it. But then the, every now and then there's someone who's like, ah, oh, I got it. I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. Where it's like, no, fucking you're, record you're it. Exactly. You're ready. And then if it's not great, you'll get them on the next one. That that's this, part this of it is too. My third, this is my third attempt to record there you now. Go. See, in, in the last ten years, yeah. No shame in that, right? No that's great. The third attempt. See, I think sometimes there's a couple comedians I know off the top of my head where I just think they're just so overly like they're insecure because they're afraid that if they release something that people don't immediately love, that they shouldn't have released it at all. When it's like, no, that's not so much of this is a process too. It's a process and it's a small gamble, man. You might have to cough up a thousand dollars to record your first one. But yeah. if you learn, even if, if it's not solid, you're gonna watch it. You get to decide whether you want to put it out or not. Definitely. Whether you fucking spend a thousand dollars or not. If it's something that you don't want to like have major distribution, sell it at shows to get your fucking thousand dollars back or something. You know what I mean? There's always way, there's just Put it this way. You're not going to get a solid album on your first try. That's not going to fucking happen. Like, oh, yeah. You can't expect perfection on, on, on your first try. Where first yeah. time you having three, four cameras watching you, or now you got a guy recording every one of your jokes. When it's your first time, all that throws you off. It all throws you off, dude. I mean, well, you know how we, we when you know there's two cameras fucking staring at every joke. 
yes, that definitely because you got this guy who's gonna edit it. It's a you know, when it's your first time, it's a lot of shit sometimes, man. Yeah, you get in your head a little bit, but it's one of those things too. I try to remind but people you gotta that do it. you got to do it. Every like we, this has been a Bill Burr theme podcast. We'll talk about Bill Burr. You could see growth with each special, you know, like, uh, why do I do this was amazing. Let it go. I thought was even better. You people are all the same. I thought was better. There might've been a little dip on the fourth one, <laughs> the fifth one, a little uh, bit. but he's, the, he's, but his dip is still like fucking hall of fame worthy shit. It's still, he's still a champ. It's still championship. You're still in the finals, right? That's the two sports, um, analogies that I know he would love. And, and I've met him a few times too, and he is a great guy. So that's why I kind of get a little bit like, oh, if you knew him as a person, you would think differently. He, um, and that's the thing. He, he, one of the nice, he's helped out so many. And this is what another thing too. So many comedians. You know how many, you know how many women comedians he's helped out? It's insane. A shitload. He and also he doesn't specials. run around doing. He puts them on he, his shows. He, he, could, he gives them voices on F, uh, F for Family. It's fucking crazy how many people he's helped out. Yeah, my our buddy Nate Craig did a voice on FS for Family yep. recently. Um, and I know this dude, Joey, uh, I'll say, I forget how to pronounce his last name. He's one of the writers on the show. Good dude. He did a documentary about foosball, which is. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think comedy released. Yeah. That, I think, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, he could easily, Bill Burr could easily be like, oh, I hate women. I just produced Jessica Kirshen's. Jessica uh, Kirshen. Aisha yeah, Alpha Kirsten. was a black comic, a black woman. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. He doesn't use that. He could also come out and say, you know, my wife's black. He's never once I done have a that black daughter. <laughs> yeah, I have a black daughter. Two, I think now, right? Does yeah, he have yeah, two he daughters? Has, no, he's got a boy. He just had a boy. Oh, he just had a boy? Oh, yeah. good on him. I didn't know he had a boy. What's the boy's name? I don't know the boy's name yet. I don't know. Has, I'm just always curious what Bill Burr would name his son, you know? I, I got to uh, ask him. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, I wonder, you know as a parent how it's uh, it's a cool feeling. So, um, it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But um you gotta people have to get the idea that when you put out like an album bands probably have this too obviously you, you what it is is it's like a time capsule of what kind of comedian you were at that time exactly it's like a time stamp it's like this was me in 2015 2016 this was me in 2019 this was you know and that's why it's kind of a cool thing and that's why you could see the growth where it's like like look at the beatles you know they were singing i want to hold your hand in 1963 <laughs> and then in 1969 they were saying um you know, come on, flat up, he come through slowly. <laughs> I can't sing, but you know what I mean? They were singing like, while my guitar gently weeps. And yeah, like, exactly, fucking dude. <laughs> badass deep cut songs like fucking that. Lucy, Lucy in the sky with diamonds. I mean, yeah, dude, they're on a LSD. fucking, they're on fucking hallucinogenics <laughs> and all that shit. I can't say that word. What's it? Hallucinogenic? Hallucinogenic. Hallucinogens. Hallucinogens. Thank you. That's a tough one. I used to be big on hallucinogens in high school. <laughs> uh, it sounds kind of fun right now, man, to be honest with you. I, I want to. Hey, now, you know what, dude, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. 40, at 41, I don't know. If, I think shrooms would fucking send me through, through a wall, yo. I don't I, even I want that. I just want to be silly. I just want to get scared. silly. I just, I'd be scared to do it now because I don't know where the hell it would take me. At like, I, I don't want to be a 41-year-old going to the fucking emergency room like, look, man, I thought it'd be cool to eat some shrooms. <laughs> but you look like a 35-year-old, Joey. And I think that's <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> no, they're going to look at your ID and be like, the fuck you eating shrooms at 41? Yeah. Are you a fucking dad? Grow up, <laughs> grow up. All right, everybody, check out the album. Um, jokes, rock and jo jokes, jokes, drugs, drugs, and rock and, and, rock roll. and roll. Fucking yeah, love speaking that title. Of rock and roll. A lot of the jokes on there are about growing up with my dad, who's a big rockhead, big Mexican. He's a Mexican dude who loves rock and roll. So that's and you know there was there was a lot of drugs seen and done growing up, and you know being a teenager on the south side. So it's basically my 
life growing up up until I had kids. I tell a lot of stories about the kids and shit like that in there. So I know it's a lot an of album Mexican for guys everybody. who love rock and roll. If you let your kids swear, it's an album for everybody. All right. Well, definitely it's fun for the whole family then. All right, Joe, I got two more segments I want to do with you real quick here. Um, these are new. They haven't you've never done them because I've only added them to the podcast the last, I don't know, a few months or so. And it's been a minute since we've had you on. I don't know why I'm saying we, me, since I've had you on. Uh, I'm doing this is what I call like favorites, just your your alcohol related favorites. So Joey V, let me ask you this. If you could have one shot the rest of your life, what's that shot gonna be? Uh Jameson, dude. Yeah, man, me too, dude. That's awesome. it's still it's the only thing that I that won't make me uh, uh, and it won't get me fucking drunk. Yeah, I do I Jameson. Dude. It's just a good punch, like a good shot. You just yeah. take it, it's there. There's no like, like I used to love tequila and now I, I can't hang with tequila anymore, dude. I still like tequila, but I don't like I don't like a lot of like that, like I hate Malore, obviously, but I'm not like a rumple mints or yeah, yeah. Or I like don't like any flavored shit. Buy your yeah. ball like cinnamon shit, nah, dude. Yeah, not like really. I was never a fan of Jaeger. I was never a fan of Jaeger. I think I had a, like a one summer where maybe when I was like 20, 21, where I was like Jaeger bombs. But I think it was more the Red Bull I liked than the Jaeger. But like regular shots, of Jaeger, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Red Bull is what made it good. But yeah, yeah I, they, I'd go with Jameson, dude. If I had for the rest of my life one shot, I'd go with Jameson. Jameson, all right, one beer. Yeah, there you go, dude. What beer? One uh, beer. What, what would be your fi- only beer you'd have if you could only have one the rest of your life? For man, I'll go with uh, Negra Modelo. I like that one. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but I have had it. I've had all the Mexican beers essentially. Because um, I, I like, I like, I love Guinness, but I don't know if I could drink Guinness. Like Guinness would be a tough one. People have asked me what my choice would be. I, I like Guinness, but I like it more like in the winter. Yeah, you I, know, I, it's, like it's a like cold Asian type shit. But I love Guinness. No, I think it's one of my favorites too. But if you, anyone watching uh, my YouTube videos, if I'm drinking a Guinness, it's winter time. I won't have it in the summer. It's just not a good summer beverage. I like it like, you know. And, see, and that's why I'm going December. with Negra Modelo because Modelo in a bottle is like a, just a good fucking beer, way better than Corona. And then the Negra one is the dark one, which because I like darker beers. Yeah. So yeah, I'd go. I'd go with Negra Modelo. It's. It's a, you know, I'm going to pick a Mexican beer. I got to represent. Uh, you got to, you got to represent, right? It's a it's fine so choice. <laughs> fine choice right there. All right. You could do um, one mixed drink the rest of your life. Oh man. I don't need, man, cranberry and vodka, dude. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I'm going with a screwdriver, dude. Old school, man. Orange juice and vodka, bro. Orange juice and vodka, man. That That is, that's like the high school yeah, fucking mixed puts, drink. Yeah. That, I'm going with that. I don't like all that fancy shit, man. <laughs> why why are some why was that the high school mixed drink so many people i know in high school because it looked doing, like orange juice you could yeah you could use fucking yeah you, like, you know, uh, what was the name of the glass uh, mr pier remember the mr pier oh the, yeah, the, yeah the glass the juice in the glass they got cranberry apple remember those they i remember sold. those man that's a trip you get a the big fucking jar of orange juice for like 99 cent dude dude mr. that's Pierce. reminding me i um I had our good buddy James Webb. Everyone, I give him a shout out. He's the producer and like CEO of the People of Comedy Network. It's a podcast network. Check out all their stuff they do. He, um, I have the Nintendo Mini, and um, I had him like jailbreak it, which you know how to do some stuff with <laughs> Fire Sticks. <laughs> and um, good man here. Oh, I dude, I gotta hit you up. Me, I got man. a yeah, whole. Dude. I got a whole better. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up, dude. Send me some links. You can do it yourself. Do it myself, it's right? awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good shit. All right. So he did that for my Nintendo mini. So I have like 12, I think I have every Nintendo game ever made on the mini and I'm playing Nintendo games that I haven't played since I was like six or seven. 
and I'm loving it, but it's also fucking up my head a little bit because it's taken me back to like sitting on the, like the front of my bed on this old analog TV that you had to like push the numbers in to change the and channel. You had to screw the fucking thing in the back. Yeah. Like the, you had to change the, 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 the back to like get the Nintendo working and all that stuff. And it was just like, man, this is so weird, but I'm like loving everything. I'm playing tiny tune adventures. I'm playing the Ninja turtles, like a uh, game, the Bart Simpson versus the aliens shit. Oh, shit dude, awesome. RBI baseball. Fucking amazing. Damn, RBA man. baseball. That's awesome, dude. dude Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, Tecmo Bowl's on there. Super Tecmo Bowl. It's 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 bringing me back. But yeah, Screwdriver, I think, was also in the movie Breakfast Club when they asked her what she likes to drink, and she said Screwdriver. So I think that's why a lot of people my age or our age. Yeah, you know, and, and for like for the average Mexican alcoholic, a screwdriver is like the breakfast drink, dude. There you go. He's got like, a lot I mean, of vitamin like, C. My uncle in Mexico, I mean he wouldn't use vodka, but this much tequila, that much orange juice, and a and a crack egg in it that's the eggs too dude. much the egg sounds disgusting but who am i to judge that's All that right. was breakfast though that's fucking breakfast dude. <laughs> that's it's too much that's that and a breakfast burrito that's all man you're gonna be shitting hey, your pants by noon man. That's too much. Egg in it. Uh, to get protein though i guess it is get healthy in that sense i mean if you think about it i mean you, you get your fucking you get your vodka to get the shakes off yeah you get, if you're not get the vitamin c from the orange juice and you get the protein and it does sound like i'm from the egg Dude, that sounds like a great hangover cure. It's a great breakfast. It. You, you just have to it. down it. You have to do it in one go. Oh, yeah. yeah. You I, don't sip that. Dude, my wife downs an egg and orange juice, dude, just for breakfast. It's an old, like old people do it, dude. It's fucking weird. All right. Well, I'm desperate to try anything to get myself going in the morning because <laughs> I'm not a morning guy. All right. Uh, you could have one celebrity to get to party with. Dead. That to be dead. One dead celebrity to party with. Who's it going to be? Oh, man. It can be you a historical what? figure. It doesn't have to be just like a movie star or whatever. All right. If it's gonna, if you're going to do that, I'm going to die with him. I'm going to party with him till I die with him. I'm going with fucking Chris Farley, dude. Dude, I love that shit, but you know why I love that too? You're maybe the fourth or fifth person to choose Chris Farley. I, I, so no many lie, people have picked him. Farley on SN... That was my favorite SNL era, dude. I used to Mine watch too. SNL all the fucking That time. was by far far the best era of snl With sandler and all the, like dude that was the shit dude sandler farley, farley mike myers dana mike carvey myers, carvey like it was insane dude so yeah i was made like, and yeah. then like just the stories you hear about like how him and you know john belushi how they would party and i know the hard drugs the coke and all that but you know like i partied hard as a teenager we did some crazy shit so when you when i when you ask me that like who do you want to party oh with? yeah Dead or alive, like you know what? I'm gonna pick him and I'm gonna go out with him. <laughs> yeah, you got. I mean, it's whoever you want. It's a hypothetical. Go big or go home. I mean, if no, somebody I like says, that, "Yo, dude. Joe Kilgallen overdosed with Chris Farley," they found both of them dudes dead in a hotel overdosed. If there's if there's a way to go, that's the way. Fucking went out like a champ, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Hell yeah, Joey. You went out like a other ones. <laughs> I know we're fucking the worst, dude. All right, buddy. Tell everyone where they could find you, man. Where they should where they where should they follow you? Uh, Facebook, Joey VR Gomez, Instagram. I do all my shit on Instagram. That's kind of like my website right now. Joey V comedy. And my album is, it's available on all the platforms for purchase. If you have Pandora, a subscription, you can stream it on there. Uh, yeah, it's jokes, drugs, and rock and roll on 800 pound gorilla records. And also, um, look out for this. It should be coming out in two months. So just look out for it. All things comedy is going to release the ringers album. with all our sets. So look out for that. And they're going to spin that on Sirius XM too. So if, you, if you're if you on Comedy Central, check that out on, the, on their uh, Instagram page, on their CC Stand-Up. All the Ringers episodes are on there, dude. That's awesome, check man. That out. Mine's at, episode look, four. 
Beautiful. Looking forward to that. Everyone, that's been the podcast for this week. Uh, check out the Patreon. Going to be uploading some new stuff to that. So thanks to the Patreon subscribers. Also, I released a three-part documentary of my comeback after a five-month layoff. I don't know if you know this, uh, Joey. I did like a little... I had James Webb follow me around with the camera. I did three sets in one night, and that was like my return to Chicago comedy after, what, five and a half months off. I filmed oh, that I filmed it in early August, and I just put out like, I did it in three parts. Each part's like 12-minute video. Tomorrow's so my second set. Back. Tomorrow's second my second set. Back. set. I did my first one last Wednesday at Joe's. There you go. Joe's is a great spot. Those I are the only ones I'm doing. I'm Joe's. only doing the Mikey O shows because he has it all set up for me right now. You know, because I, I got the, the leg. So he has it all set up with the COVID restrictions. And I'm headlining. There's no other comics. He oh, just perfect. brings me up and I do I do 45. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, Beautiful, so, man. So good shit. All right, everyone. So yeah, check out the YouTube channel and all that other good stuff. Um, Joey, thanks again. Everyone follow Joey Via Gomez. This has been the podcast. This is the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Cheers, everyone.